It's just Dom and Charles here. Yeah. If you go to chaser.com.au slash podcast and sign up to the Chaser VIP program for nine bucks a month, you get not only ad-free podcasts, Charles, oh, yeah. but they also get to hear you mm. fucking up your son's birthday meal. Here's a clip. I just use my cooking salt thinking, oh, well, that's the same as salt flakes or whatever. <laughs> anyway, turns out, completely wrong. It was the saltiest thing on earth, right? It is was the turkey or is this the chicken? No, this is the chicken. This, this is the chicken. Oh, my God, you screwed it. up again. I fucking worse. screwed it up in exactly the same way again. <laughs> So go down, sign up, chaser.com.au slash podcast. Now let's get on with the rest of the Chaser Report. Not my finest moment. I enjoyed it. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Monday the 15th of August 2022. I'm Charles Firth and with me today is Dom Knight. Yes, I am. Hello, Charles. How are you? Very well. And guess what day it is today, Dom? It is Monday the 15th of August. Right? You just said. No, no, no. I'm saying it's my, my son's 14th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm surprised and you didn't give him an appearance on the podcast as a <laughs> child labour themed gift. Actually, uh, what I did get him was a premium subscription to the Chaser Report. Did uh, you? $9 a month. Uh, you get an ad-free version, plus you get premium episodes mm. every week. So that's that's pretty good. I can't imagine your child <laughs> wanting to spend more time with you listening through headphones. Yeah. Chaser.com today slash podcast, by the way, if you want to mm. sign up. But, Dom, before we do that, mm. uh, we should just get to the topic of today's episode. Oh, yes. No, that was, uh, it was nice to hear about your son's uh, birthday. Which is, I've got some... Just fantastic news from the world of international finance. Oh, right. This hasn't been an eclectic episode. What's happening? <laughs> Which is that SoftBank, you know that uh, fund of funds? Yes. It's uh, run by some Japanese dude. Um, Matsuhashi Son, I think his yeah, name is. Yeah. Who invested billions into WeWork and, mm. and lost it all. Uh, billions into Uber um, and has... Managed to burn that all. Uh, and all these different... Uh, Airbnb, I think, was another one of his investment. As you may know, the, the tech bubble has burst in the last six months or so. Mm. And uh, and SoftBank, it's true to say, we're long on those sorts of bets, right? Absolutely. So guess how much per hour SoftBank has lost in the last quarter. Wow. See, I just read this amazing book called Billion Dollar Loser. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's about Adam Newman, the founder of WeWork. Because I'm quite fascinated by WeWork because yes. I joined one in 2019. Oh, briefly did you? No, it was hilariously bad. <laughs> the spaces weren't too bad, but the actual cult side of it was hilariously stupid. Yeah. Like they're all just basically having free wine tasting and beer. And uh, anyway. It was, a, it was just a, a drunk cult. It was just, it was that, basically. That sounds like my sort of cult. Yeah, the drinking part was fine, but the, the, it was the sort of place where you work. If you pretend that you have a startup, 
Yeah, <laughs> basically right. people who are paying to pretend they have a startup and basically sit around playing ping pong all day. Anyway, it was really interesting. So I, I got interested in that, and I read the whole story about Masahashi Son and his in investment and all this kind of stuff, and how he got the money largely from places like the Saudis. The they Saudis, put hundreds yes. of billions of dollars into this fund of funds. I think. Yes. So I'm just remembering. I think the figure of that fund was something like a hundred billion dollars all yeah, up yeah, that he yeah. had to invest. Yep. So how much would they have lost, given? I reckon per hour. Per hour, how much money per hour did mm, they lose? I in reckon the five million dollars. Ten million dollars per hour, American dollars per, per hour, hour in the second quarter. To break that down into seconds, that is three thousand US dollars per second. That's extraordinary. Every That's second. an even less successful business than Chaser. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there was a worse business than this one. What would you do with $3,000 per second, Dom? I can't. I <laughs> cannot imagine. And why did we not? Like yeah. the, the Chaser was very briefly part of the tech bubble. or People tried to buy it yes. in the early days. Well, I, it's interesting you say that because I got rung up yesterday by somebody who said, Charles, the future is <laughs> – this is true. This is honestly true. Charles, the future is in Web 3. <laughs> Right? Oh, my God. I want you to do comedy stunts and we'll make them into Web3. Um, like NFTs? Mint, mint them, yeah. Or I don't know whether it's NFT. But it's but like that because yeah. Web3 is the blockchain. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and his pitch was that actually – Web3 is not about NFTs and Well, that's blockchains. a good start to the pitch because <laughs> yeah. NFTs, like, they were stupid when they started um, and now yeah. they're clearly stupid. Yeah. Like, they're clearly dead, yeah. But, uh, no, his argument it was that actually it's it's about socialism. That, oh. That, that essentially Web3 uh, is, is going to decentralise power in the web and... No longer will Amazon be able to fund all these great TV shows and... Um, and Sammy Shah's. And Sammy Shah's. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy. Audiobooks it's already and, over. Yeah. You've got to do one. <laughs> no longer will Apple have a stranglehold over really good television shows mm. and buying up all the latest movies and things like that. No longer will Disney be able yeah. to... Give all this money to movie actors to make movies. Oh, screw the gatekeepers. Yeah, instead... Everyone in the future will have a thousand followers, super fans, who will all be like Patreon style followers of each creative, mm. and and those thousand people will pay for the creative product of each person's, uh, you know, wow, creative ideas. That is a stupid idea I have never <laughs> heard before, <laughs> uh, and that also makes me feel because this this podcast has a lot more than a thousand people listening to it. Should we? Are we doing the wrong thing? Have we got too many, <laughs> too got many too listeners? We've got too many We've listeners. We've got too many listeners yeah. to be successful in yeah. Web 3.0. <laughs> oh, but, dear. But the whole idea is that it's it's going to decentralise things because there won't be this agglomeration of capital to be able to spend things on, like, really high-budget, good production values things. Instead, it'll all be, like, shitty little web videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. This reminds me of the blogging revolution. Do you remember how yes. oh, it was like, oh, the, there are no barriers to entry. Everyone in the world will have a blog. <laughs> everyone will start a blog and everyone will become a content creator. Yeah. 
And the thing and, that they and didn't and take it was it, true for a while. Everyone, everyone had, a had a blog. And yeah. nowadays people wear t-shirts saying, "I don't want to hear about your podcast." Yes, um, particularly people who know us. But you know, mm. one of my colleagues, um, another job has a t-shirt that's very funny. That's like that. But back then it was, "I don't want to hear about your blog." Mm. And the thing that this whole theory doesn't take into account is that unfortunately. The vast majority of people do not have interesting insights to write on a blog, which is why Facebook is failing as well, because Facebook is basically a mass blog of what everyone ate, right? And it turns out that's actually not very interesting. Whereas well, amazingly creative people making really good television shows, it turns out that actually is fairly compelling as a pitch. Well, that, I mean, well, it doesn't matter, Dom, because... That's all just going to be, like, all that. That's all Web 2.0. That's all going to be blown away and replaced with... um <laughs> whatever, this is. whatever, whatever Web three is. Hey, why a thousand? Why is a thousand the magic number? Like, does that seem sustainable? I, I don't think he thought I was very successful. To be I mean, honest, I know a thousand people, right? I, during I think, the course of my life, yeah. I would have met a thousand people. But I got I, I hate to say this, but I, I reckon the vast majority of those thousand people do not want to pay me money for content because <laughs> I've already asked them. <laughs> I've written books. I've pitched in the books. I th- I think it's like you know you get a thousand you know it's plausible if you get five dollars per month from mm. a thousand people that's five thousand dollars a month that's but if everyone <laughs> in the world is doing this model where's the money coming from in order to <laughs> like if my business it just doesn't make any sense. I want to be the person, Charles. This isn't. The, you know what the you point? Know what we should do? We should centralise yes. all those agglomerations of cash into say some large organisation. You can just call collect, it like a, yeah. a network, maybe maybe yeah. a social network. Yeah, yeah social network. Like, call it. I don't know the Facebook or something. Mm. And and then those central people can take those bits of cash, combine it together, and actually produce something that people actually want to watch. Don't you think that's a good idea? Yeah, but also yeah. we've actually tested everyone at creating content and it's worth nothing because that's what Instagram <laughs> and Facebook and Twitter, that's what those things are. They're literally sites where everyone produces content pretty much that can, that wants to mm. and they're worth nothing. They're worth something to the company that owns them, but the users get fuck all. Like if you make no, a TikTok. No, but that's his, po- that's his point, that, that they're all a ripoff because the users don't get paid for their – out of focus shots. Oh, good luck, of the, putting, the, the, good luck putting the genie back in that bottle. Eh? <laughs> That's like the newspapers going, hey, we should have got paid for those articles and they're giving them away for free. Um, you know what I want to be, though, Charles? This has given me an idea. What? I want to be the person who steals that idea about the thousand mm, users yeah. and sells it to the soft bank guy. He'll give you $3,000 a second for it. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report, now with extra whispers. He obviously couldn't have his birthday celebrations today because he's mm. going to go to school. 
so we had his birthday celebrations over the weekend. Guess what we did all week. Guess what he did all weekend. I don't want to stereotype your son, who's a complicated, nuanced individual with a huge range of interests, mm. who, you know, I wouldn't want to make assumptions Yes. From the fact that he's a teenage boy and the kind of things that A, teenage boys do now, and mm. B, I know he does. Mm. I'm going to guess gaming, Charles. I'm going to guess something involving screens. Yes. So this is the complications of being a teenager in 2022. Right. right? Which is he's got a whole lot of friends who he games with, right? He yeah. He games with every night. They all get online and they play. And so we were saying to him, for weeks we've been saying, why don't you invite them round? And you can hang out together. And he goes, but I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with them. I want to hang out with them online. All their computers are at home. Mm. I don't want to have a party because then they won't be online gaming. Right. So because he only enjoys talking to them while they're simultaneously physically distant (laughs) playing a game together, but not a kind of game you'd play in a room, like not a board game or an imaginative game. Only a computer game. So this has been going on now for like basically two and a half years, right? So this crucial stage of his social development has happened when most of the time it was illegal for him to catch up with his friends. Yeah. So it's totally understandable the way that he would prefer to interact with his very good friends. He's very social. He's a very pro-social character is to not actually see them. So we had to force him. We actually said, no, no, we insist that you have some sort of physical catch-up. So on Saturday night, we went to his favourite chicken place down the street. All his friends came along for about Mm. an hour and a half and they'd been playing games all day together. They caught up... IRL. IRL. In real life. Yeah. And then all pissed off back to their houses... So that they could then get online and chat and catch up some more, but in their uh, in their, their own way. Charles, good on you, because that is the one thing that you can't do mm. while you're gaming. Is you can't enjoy a delicious meal of, of chicken. Yes, <laughs> like the one thing you could possibly have lured them. Oh, I'm going to take. So they pictured as I'm going to take a brief break from the gaming to eat. Yes, we'll just be in the same place. It'll be a bit weird. It'll be a bit weird. A bit weird. Yeah. But we'll do it anyway because we yeah. all like the same chicken. Mm. I know the chicken you mean. It's very good chicken. Yeah, very nice. And chicken. then we'll go back home and, and normality will reassert itself. <laughs> this is a bit – I don't, can't work out whether this is just more evolved yes. than we were as teenagers or if it's a bit sad because I'm remembering what I used to do, you know, school holidays, weekends, whatever, Yes. when I was 15. Mm. And that was I would go and meet my friends, including Chaz from The Chaser, um, yes. at the town hall steps because yes. you wouldn't be able to ch- and choose a time. And you'd wait. You'd, you'd wait, wait to wait. Wait yeah. for hours. Because you didn't know if they were late or yes. if they were sick or whatever it was. There was no way of contacting you. Yep. And then you'd go and see a movie down the road at the multiplex. Yes. And you'd have McDonald's. Yes. And every aspect of that experience pretty much is shitter <laughs> than playing a game with your friends Yes. At home, because the games are far more stimulating. Like, you can actually do things. You're not just sitting there looking at some sitcom, oh, and it's some a, comedy. And it's called five stacking, the way they, because there's five of them, right? And when all five are online, they have this team and they go out into these multiplayer worlds mm. and they they know each other's moves. And then they've got whole strategies for killing people. Like they've become very proficient at killing 
a whole lot of other people. And we never did that, right? No. As teenagers, I never killed anyone. Not even a virtual digital asset. I never killed anyone. I was just looking at a screen passively. I mean, occasionally mm. we'd go to the, the mm. games arcade, right? We'd go to the, the time zone, or there was a thing called Westworld back then, and it was basically a pedophile grooming salon. It yes. was a grooming salon for pedophiles to groom kids, mm. and it was very expensive, and it was much worse than sitting at home with a nice, beautiful, fast computer. Yes, exactly, and I don't know about you, but w- when I was a 14-year-old, you know, you'd sleep in, wouldn't you? Like you'd, you'd sleep in a lot. You'd be a bit mopey and mm. dopey and, you know, have a bit of angst and sort of thing. Hardly has has never been like that. Like, he the other day, Apex, which is one of the games that they play, Apex Legends, updated their season. So they got a whole lot of new mm. things in the world. And it was a weeknight, uh, but he, he asked, you know, he said, look, they're updating. It'll come live at 5 a.m. Can I get up? To, to be one of the first people in the world to see this no new... No way. A teenage boy wanted yeah. to get up at 5am voluntarily. Up at, he got up voluntarily. He did it all himself. Got up at 5am. Like, this, this... Like, I think it's just better. Don't take this the wrong way, but can you send Hartley next time? And obviously, like, dialing in remotely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're fine, but you, I can't five-stack with you. <laughs> or if we did, we'd be cancelled immediately. Can you yeah, it's true. Can you imagine how awkward it would be for Hartley if you and I both just popped into his game oh, like hi. I have I have done that on occasion. He thinks it's hilarious when I come in because I always go break a break because you're on the can. <laughs> you're on the headphones. And, dead sense, and yeah. you sound a bit like you're over a helicopter head to to us, Because we're yeah. old. And you go break a break a break a break. And it's like, Dad, don't just don't just you don't so need to say that. And it's like I know. I don't need to say it. But congratulations, Charles, for, mm. for keeping up with your son's hobbies mm. and working out a way to be incredibly embarrassing in the digital <laughs> space. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you've got you've to keep progressing these things as a parent. What do you reckon? Should we briefly go for chicken and then go and stare at our screens? Yeah, definitely. You go to your house, I'll go to my house. Yep. yep. See you online. Our gears from Road. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll catch you tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.